Hey, chosen one, PSA. This is especially for my ladies. God has put this on my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, my mouth, and I'm currently living it. So it's not all fluff. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Stop laying your body down for a man who won't lay his life down for you. I don't only mean die, that too. But I'm saying, if a man does not weave you into his life path, if he doesn't weave you into his goals, if he doesn't weave you into his vision, if you don't know where he's going in life, why would you lay your body down for him? Baby, if you lay your body down for him, that means you're giving him your soul. Just like in my intro, my favorite quote is, as a woman, if we don't know our value, if we let this world tell us who and what we are, the world is going to gobble us up for pennies on a dollar. People is not going to be telling you your worth. You need to already know your worth. Once you lay down with a man, it's not only sex. It's not quote-unquote making love, as y'all like to call it. It's a soul tie because you're laying your soul down. Once you let that man inside of you, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, especially physically, he has access to your soul. He doesn't deserve that. God is telling me that you need to be abstinent because the next person, you are about to walk into your purpose as of now. You're about to walk into your purpose. Everybody cannot go with you. God has opened the door for you, baby. He's going to open it, and he's going to make sure the door is on the hinges. But one thing he is not going to do, he's not going to make you walk through it, and he's not going to force you to. Oh, that rhyme. That's my public service announcement for today, ladies. Stop. These men, once, once a man is into your soul, once he enters you in any way, he has dominion over your mind. He has dominion over your heart. He has dominion over your body. Hence why you have sex with a man and and you can't stop thinking about him. You just like, oh, I love him, and I'm. You just be, you just be in your own world. So that goes to say, and this is not no fluff. This is actually what I'm living as of now. Abstinence is the key because as a woman, you need to know your worth because the world will tell you your worth, and I don't like that. That's unacceptable. Ooh, I got chill bumps. That's the spirit. God did not ordain you to just be laying down with anybody and everybody, babe. You need to stop that body count because guess what? If you are walking in your purpose, but you're walking up in some man's house and you walk into his bed, he has dominion over your mind. He can predict your future because you're giving him that access. Hey, chosen one, real quick, God has sent me this download and I prophesied this to you. In the book of Genesis chapter 45, Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers, okay? If you don't know the backstory, real quick, Joseph is the king of dreams. See, Joseph was special and his father always treated him somewhat as a favorite because he was chosen. Joseph was a chosen one. He was a dream interpreter. All of his brothers were jealous because Joseph always got special treatment. But that's the thing about it. This is your Joseph season, honey. And I say that because this is your time to shine. God's chosen ones, which are you. We need special treatment. We need special time. We need special mindsets. Like we have to recalibrate every single day because we are living in a different realm than what other people see. That's why it's called chosen. God chose you.
In the book of Genesis, chapter 45, Joseph reveals his identity. Verse 5 says this, Now do not be upset or angry with ourselves, excuse me, with yourself, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. That means he's telling you that all of the people that have wronged you in your past, do not hold that against them. Let go of that grudge so God can bless you. Long story short, Joseph's brother sold him to be a slave. Okay, he went to Egypt, Pharaoh bought him. He was good looking, he was chiseled, he was a very attractive man. He cleaned him up. Pharaoh helped Joseph and he put Joseph as king of his mantle, of king of his of his place. For Pharaoh Pharaoh found favor in Joseph because of who he was, how he conducted himself. Yes, he was a slave, but he was a monumental slave. He wasn't being beat, but he was very consistent. He got up every day, he took care of everything in the house. One day when Pharaoh was out, his wife lied and said that Joseph raped her. Okay, Joseph raped her while he was gone. So when Pharaoh came back, she lied. She had a piece of Joseph's uh, cloak in her hand saying that he slept with me. He tried to sleep with me and he took advantage of me. Long story short, Pharaoh threw Joseph in jail for about two years. Okay, so he was locked up with the cut barrier and he was locked in with the baker. Okay, they had a dream. One of them lied which is the baker the baker lied but he they told him the dream joseph interpreted it fast forward some time when they get free joseph said hey when you get out may you please tell pharaoh that your dreams have came true please do not forget they said okay years fast forward fast forward now when joseph is still locked up in solitary confinement he's still producing for the lord he's being faithful and he is taking root and bearing fruit Okay, that solitary time was full of solitude and gratitude to find out who he was. He had to quiet everybody. He had to quiet his his enemies. He had to quiet his his carnal. Ooh, yes, I feel the spirit. He had to carnal his mind. Fast forward, they're at the feast, the cup, the cup barrier, and the baker. Pharaoh has a dream. He goes to all the people in his mantle in his place. Nobody could interpret the dream, but the cup barrier and the baker said, "Hey, Joseph, who you locked up." He has told us our dream. He knows about dreams. He interpreted our dreams. Matter of fact, they're happening right now. See, the thing about it is that the cup barrier, his cup overfloweth because he really did have a prophetic dream. The baker actually got eaten alive and they hung him because he said that he had a dream. He had the basket of bread and he said that pigeons or birds or something like that came and attacked him. He lied about his dream and he was hung. Pharaoh goes down and gets Joseph and interprets the dream. He, the dream was that the Egypt was going to be famine, okay? They were going to suffer a famine. They had seven years to prepare. So as the time came on, he was building. He was building. He was reaping what he sowed. He was ready for his harvest. When it came back around, when he found, when Pharaoh found out that he was not a flute, that he was official, that he was sent from the Most High, he made him ruler of all Egypt. After that, Joseph's brothers come there. During the famine season now, Ooh, I feel the spirit. Joseph's brothers came there with their heads hung low because they were in poverty. Things were scarce, but guess what? That's when Joseph comes in. Joseph sees his brothers. He weeps. He sees them. He weeps. He goes behind and he weeps because he's like, hey, my brothers have come to me because they need me. I have to be the bigger person. Once he goes, ooh, yes. Once he goes around the corner, he weeps. Nobody knows. He comes around, dry his eyes, and then what? He talks to him and say, hey, you are." he didn't reveal his identity yet. That's when the chapter 45 verse 5 comes in. 
once he revealed his identity, his brothers were begging. They were pleading for forgiveness. I say all that to say this, baby. This is your Joseph generation. The people who have wronged you, the people that have canceled you out, the people who said you wouldn't amount to anything, the people who said you wouldn't do anything with your life. The people who said that you wouldn't do anything for your life are going to be at your knees. They're going to be begging for forgiveness. But guess what? You are a man of flesh. They should not be asking you for forgiveness. They should not be begging for it. They should be asking God for forgiveness. But guess what? God is in you. Hello? You know, God and Jesus is in you, influenced by the Holy Spirit. So don't be mad at them because guess what? All those people from your past or even right now, they're going to come back and they're going to apologize to you. If they're not going to apologize, they're going to try to get in your good graces and do not let them in. Forgive them, but do not let them in. But if they need your help, help them, feed them, clothe them. If they're, if they're thirsty, quench them, but do not let them back in your inner circle. They are toxic. Hey, Chosen One, this is a download from the Most High. So in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, 1 through 4, verse 2 says, You shall not add to the word which I am commanding you, nor shall you take anything from it, so that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did, for the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all the men who followed. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive to this day, every one of you. Basically, that translates to, as you seek justice for yourself, as you seek forgiveness for others, as your discernment strengthens through the Most High, He desires you to fall into His Word, to read His Word, not only to comprehend, okay, and not to conform to the world, definitely not, but He's actually wanting you to follow the Word. Don't just read it, live it. Don't just live it, be it through and through. So basically, all of that breaks it down to this. You have been doing your work. You have been diligent. You have been obedient and God is proud of you. Stay in his word and he will continue to keep you. He has removed every negative person, every negative energy, every naysayer and soothsayer. Hey, chosen one. Thank you once again for tuning in. So there's something that the most high put on my heart. And it's going to take root and bear fruit. So listen closely, okay? Watch this. Long story short, a lot of you don't know, but hey, transparency is key. And I want y'all to get to know me. For maybe a few months, I practiced tarot. I uh, believed in divination and crystals. You know, amethyst, um, clear crystal, rose quartz. Uh, what there's, I don't even remember the tiger's eye and stuff like that, but I, I understand why I don't remember because it's not of God. See, a soothsayer is a fortune teller. So little did you guys know, I don't know if you did or not, is that when it comes to tarot, basically you are seeing what's in the future, which I was doing. And the cards come with meanings and imp interpretations about what is happening now and what is to come and what is to pass. Low-key, 
it was it blew my mind because being somebody who practices tarot uh psychics gypsies mystics all that people who practice that are forming in the abundance of witchcraft okay spells crystals all of that now like i said a fresh word on youtube i never forget like i was asking god like god why can't i hear you why and the key to finding your discernment and your discipline and your purpose is what i started doing was i used to this is a fraction this is a ratio what i used to do is before i laid my head down i used to pray asking god for the things that i desire for the things that my flesh desired for 10 minutes and then i would meditate for five minutes when you pray you're talking to god you're sending your blessings up okay oh i feel the holy spirit like my heart is like contained it feels like it feels heavy but that means that it holds weight who who is not a chosen one sorry y'all okay back to what i'm saying who y'all gotta catch it like i said when you pray you send your blessings up when you meditate that means that you are opening everything you're opening your mind your body your spirit because you want to hear what god has blessed you with and you want to hear which way he wants you to go when you meditate so something not something the holy spirit told me you need to switch up the ratio and i'm like huh you mean you just want me to pray for the 10 i mean you know combine the two and pray for 15 minutes <laughs> spirit said no fool <laughs> shoot here we go but the spirit told me that what i need to do is pray don't put a timing on my prayer don't put a timing on your prayer every night i meditate for 10 minutes i decided to switch the ratio because once you switch the ratio and instead of spending more time asking for god to do things of your flesh you need to meditate and listen to what he says so as of now when something is put on my heart i give it to him and then when i meditate he tells me he basically he sifts it i send up what i think that he wants me to do and when i meditate he brings it down he sifts it he clarifies it that's a message for you Stop praying things of your flesh. Stop asking God to do things. Your destiny is already fulfilled. Your destiny is already written, honey. It is time for you to take action. It is time. This is confirmation. I don't know who this is for, but yes, I do, because you're right here, baby. Stop asking God to do things that you can do for yourself. Hey, chosen ones, I'm a little nasally because the Holy Spirit just washed over me and told me to press record. So that's what I'm doing. I'm very obedient. Well, I'm, I'm working on it, but so far, so good. I would love for you guys to go to YouTube and type in, It Will Work If You Work It by T.D. Jakes. Now set aside some time and take your notes. Like I, I posted something on my uh, social media accounts and I love it because this is what I got from the message. You can and will break barriers. You need to shatter the ceiling. When 
when man says no and God says yes, who gives a care about the rest? I've been afflicted. Ooh, but I've been convicted. The glory of God has changed my psyche because it starts with your mind and the quote well it's not a quote but um i put it in a quote because it's my quote check out my uh social media pages but what i love to write i love to scribe i have beautiful handwriting i, I just love i don't know i do know because it's a part of my purpose and god starts blessing you when you stop telling everybody everything because the main people who you think is on your side, they're not. Just because you're a chosen one and you know the most high, you have to imagine whether you don't pray every night or whether you don't talk to him every night or whatever the relationship is, you pray to God. You talk to God. You ask God to manifest in your life. I.e., when you have other people who are not working for the same man, the same spirit, the same love that we as chosen ones are working for, you have to take a step back because you, you got to think about it. If we as chosen ones are praying to God, who do you think that other people who don't know him are praying to? With God, it's, it's black or white. Now stay with me. Now stay with me. I say that because with God and his his blessings and his purpose for you, your vision, his mission, either you're in or you're out. Like there, there's no double dutch. You either you know you can hesitate. You know when you double dutch, of course you hesitate because you want to make sure that you get in that rotation. You want to make sure that you get to where you got to go so that when you get in, you can fit in. Only fit in with your purpose. Not conforming to the world. Fit in to stand out. When I say fit in, I mean to stand out, but also fit in you. Fit in your purpose. Fit in the mold that God has had for you. Not anybody else. So when you're in that double dutch and you're turning, you have to make sure that you keep a consistent rhythm. And when you tell God yes, ooh, yes. When you tell God yes, you're not telling him yes to the destination. And T.D. Jake said this as well. I just got to finish watching it. When you same thing, and he compared it to marriage. You don't say yes to the destination. You say yes to the journey. So if you're in that rotation, if you're in that realm of promise that God has finally brought to your attention, when you stay in, you have to move. You have to move the right way. Okay, you can't just jump out because if you jump out and follow somebody else, or if you watch somebody else jump rope it with a single rope because you gotta think about it. a lot of double dutch you know a lot of double dutchers does anybody do that anymore anyway i have an old soul but you can see that they pay attention and it takes concentration okay Wh whether you've been double dutcher for 10 or 10 minutes it takes that conversation because you have to make sure that you keep up the rhythm you have to keep up that flow because if you don't the rope stop and then guess what you jump out you have to let the other person come in, see what they do. Maybe you'll learn from their mistakes. Go to the back of the line and start over. 
that is just a prophetic word that was on my heart i hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful friday there are so many people who did not get to see today and nor will they have a better tomorrow so you guys i love you thank you for your time and thank you for not wasting mine and don't conform to this world if you're gonna play double dutch make sure you don't just get in make sure you fit in